Are you enough? Many of you may feel a sting when I say this and possibly have a small shake of the head or a tear in the eye and a gentle answer that no, you aren't enough. Well, believe me, you are enough. You are always enough. I promise you. Welcome to Love featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. My guest today is a friend who unexpectedly came to me in tears with a problem. She had recently found her partner looking at porn and it gutted her and she didn't know what to do. She instantly felt that she wasn't enough. Wasn't enough of a woman to keep her man? Wasn't good enough to keep him from needing to look at other women to feel satisfied? And that ultimately, that her not being enough would lead him to leave her. After sharing her story of pain, with tears of embarrassment and shame, She shared her deepest fear was that her very loving partner, who she deeply loves, was ultimately going to leave her. When I asked her why that would be, since he loved her so much, she shared that she was so hard to live with due to her needy ways. I asked what this looked like, how did this show up in her everyday life, and how long had this been going on for? This only started when she realised he was looking at porn, which triggered all of her insecurities. Prior to that, she felt her relationship was solid, secure, loving. But since the porn incident, she's become angry and snaps at him. She feels resentment towards him and behaves with sarcasm and sometimes quite hostile and volatile. And she wanted to stop. She didn't want to feel this way or behave this way any longer, but she didn't know how to stop. I knew instantly this was an inner child wound that needed healing and that it would not be hard for her to heal and to move into a stronger place of self-empowerment. However, I first needed to take her on a journey of understanding where this behavior came from. Mostly, we are head people and we have a need to understand something intellectually before we can kind of drop into the heart in the space of healing in the heart. Once we identify the emotion that we feel, we can then start to seek a pattern, looking for when we're triggered and when we feel this emotion. This is easiest done when we take a trip down memory lane and we start to join the dots from our past. So as we go back in time, likely most of us start to see that this emotion has always been triggered and often in every area of our life, not just in one area. Next to understanding where this originally came from, well, in this lifetime anyway, we can look at the family dynamics during childhood to find the earliest memory of this emotion. She is the oldest of two children and has always felt jealous of her younger brother, who she felt was loved more than she was by her parents. As the oldest child, it's typical that she'll be playing out the emotional story of the father. So for those of you that have not heard me talk about this concept before, the second child plays out the emotional story of the mother, and the third child plays out the emotional story of the parents' marriage. The fourth child the family dynamics, so that's everybody all together, all six of them, and the fifth child reverts back to the father again, and so on. It's a fascinating tool that I've used now for many years, in hundreds, maybe if not thousands of times, and it always helps me to fast track the story, to get to the earliest memory of the trigger, and to go in deeper to understand maybe a love blockage a client might be experiencing, 
or having difficulty identifying. And so this is the journey I took my friend on to help her to understand the why, why she was not feeling enough for her partner. I start the conversation with her by asking about the relationship she has with her father. Relationship with dad is not, he's like my best friend, but I hate him. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's, um, he's a horrible man, but he's my dad, so. Yep, okay. Um, and was it like that when you were growing up? Um, I didn't realise he was a horrible person back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise how he was treating mum and stuff like that. It's yep. only that now that we're both older. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. How was he treating mum? What was going on when he was when you were young? Uh, it Did, was it domestic violence. It's all mental, a mental right, sort abuser. of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. big time. Yeah, you know, um, property damage, that sort of stuff. You know, not. Um, so he'd get violent, but not to her. But he would punch right. holes in it, walls and stuff. Enough to, it, it was just as bad as it might as well have been. Put his head, her head against the wall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And you saw that from really young. Yep. Okay, so yeah. that's it. Oh, me and my brother know that it stuffed us both up. No, We've but both... that's all fixable. Yeah. It's yeah. all fixable. Okay, so what's happened is that um, your little inner child is terrified. She's not safe. Mm. She's not safe with men. And the first sign of this is that freaks out. It's like you need the masculine. You need the masculine to support you and love you and have you be feel worthy. You've, you are playing out dad's emotional story. But as a child, did you spend your whole time seeking his attention, wanting his love? I think I was people just like pleasing. That, I think I've always been a people pleaser, but I think I was just like that. That was just me as a kid. I was just always trying to get attention. Okay, so he has taken away your sense of self-worth. No. So he, you feel as though you're not good enough for Dad. If you were good enough, he wouldn't have been violent. He wouldn't have been horrible. He would have loved you. You now would have I felt that. Now I don't care less. I don't. I don't care less. Yeah, but now. it's still there. Yeah. That it's your inner child is running this relationship. Mm. Okay. Let's go to the partner who you've caught watching porn. Yep. And it's devastated you. It's, it's happened in one of my old relationships as well. I just a magazine was found, and I know I've gone way overboard with it, but it's how it makes me feel. Okay. It just yeah, yeah. That you're not womanly enough. That Otherwise, maybe, he yeah, would not need to he's do not that. Attracted to me, so he's having to look at girls that he is attracted to. Right. Okay. And just the thought of him playing with himself. Yeah. Thinking about another girl's vagina. You know, it yep. just really yep. upsets me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, so there's a lot going on there, and it's very common. It's super, mm. super common. Yeah. Honestly, I can't tell you how many emails I get like this. Really? All the time, all the time. It's a little bit Victorian of you, which is okay. It's it's almost that a lot of Catholic people have, you know, sex guilt, mm. masturbation guilt. It's a sin. It's you should be all of this. So there's some old-fashioned thinking going on there yeah. to start with, right? It's okay to be sexually desiring more than one person i do myself there you go but i don't want him to how's that fair it's so it's not okay that's right so now we've got into you can see that your thinking is not clear is it because if your thinking was clear you would be going well i sometimes fantasize about other people Mm. so it's okay for my partner to fantasize about other people i don't need to feel threatened by that that's a normal part of human life correct that, I know you're not feeling no, it, but, correct. but in your mind, in your intellect, do yeah. you believe that statement to be true? Yes. Okay. However, you're not feeling it. You're heartbroken. You've got tears in your eyes. It's all mm. happening. Okay. So that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. 
I just want to get clarity for you first that the ideal state that we want to move you to is where you go, it's not about making him the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's about going, that's a natural part of life. Yeah. Okay? That's yeah. where we want to get to without you feeling hurt or threatened. Is oh, that the end the goal? It is the end goal. But when we got together, it was like nothing I've ever experienced before with another guy. And I thought it was just us two just thinking. Then I didn't think about other guys. I never mm-hmm. thought about other guys. And I thought he was feeling the same way as well. And then, yeah, I found And then you found that. this. And I thought yep. that we only had eyes for each other. And yeah. Like yep. now, okay. you know, we've been together for years. I, Again, yeah. that's a very young, naive it statement, is a, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So it's okay that you're... I, I just want to show you what we want to get to, mm-hmm. and now we're going to get there. Yeah. All right? Or we're going to start the work to get there. All right. So we recognize that your reaction is not a reaction of a conscious, mature woman. That's correct. Right. It's quite embarrassing. Yeah. It's not embarrassing at all. We all have these reactions. There is nothing to be embarrassed about at all. The more of these conversations that we have, the more that people will realize this is normal. We don't learn this stuff at school. We should be, because... Mm-hmm then we wouldn't be beating ourselves up for having crazy emotional reactions. Mm. So what's gone on is that it's when we go into fear around something, it's always your inner child. It's the younger you, it's the wounded you, it's the part of you that's been hurt in the past that sees some sort of behaviour and makes all sorts of assumptions and inaccurate judgments to protect yourself, to keep yourself safe. Mm. Because this little girl inside of you is going, "Uh uh-oh, we're back there again. This isn't good. This has bad outcomes. We're not safe. We've got to run. We've got to get away from this Mm. or we've got to fight, whatever the reaction is. Mm. So now what we've got to do is try and get to what was your earliest memory that has been, that's been the trigger for this. So this is where we go digging a little bit in the past and go, okay, well, let's look at your childhood. Mm. All right. So you're the firstborn child of two. You were jealous of your brother because you felt your brother was Favoured and... Favoured by mum and dad? Yeah. Or one parent or both parents? Um, it, probably my dad. And I was always, like, because of how dad treated mum, we did the same thing. I feel sick to say that. So, so dad treated matter. mum really bad. Yeah. So mum yep. didn't matter for a long time. Yeah. Because, yep. yeah. So therefore you were seeking dad's approval. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So there, there's the first male in your life that you dearly, desperately want his love, his affection, his approval, all of that. Mm. And there starts the pattern of toxicity. Mm. Okay. So he, it's almost where you went into competition with mum. Yeah. It's like an either or. You love me or you love mum and it's great that you're not loving mum and you're treating mum like shit, but hey, come and come and love me. Mm-hmm. I'm all that. I'm doing that now with his daughter. I don't, you know, I've, it's... Sickening. You're competing I'm, with your partner's he, current hear, daughter, so your yeah, stepdaughter. She's 13 and if I hear him give her compliments, I get jealous. Yeah, it's the it's inner child. Sick. That's right, absolutely. Mm. So this is all stem back to childhood. Now, you're the firstborn child, so you're also playing out dad's emotional story. Mm. So it's kind of a double whammy when you've got this scenario going on. Mm. So I want you to try and think of also, um, you'll probably find in your childhood, like if you think primary school or maybe early high school, are there any memories that spring to mind of boys that have told you that you're ugly or you're not good enough or definitely and I always had very attractive best friends so did I yeah oh, and God, I was bugger uh, that yeah choose girls that are not so, as good as you it was, yeah <laughs> I, that, I, that's I been really silly <laughs> that's probably what they were doing but, um, <laughs> but they and the guys always liked my friend 
you know, I had two. You were always passed over. I was always the one that, yeah, that's right, uh-huh. that's right. And so uh-huh. that's probably my next yeah. insecurity. So though, right. that and being a ginger, yeah, um, that didn't help at school. You know, kids didn't like gingers, and yeah. so you were made to feel unattractive and unworthy oh, from a very young age. Yeah. All right, so you didn't get your self esteem from mum or dad. So it never actually happened, did it? You didn't get the development of your self-esteem, of mm. your self-worth, of self-love, of you know, knowing who you are, knowing the value that you bring to this planet. Mm. And then very quickly you move out of the parental energy and you move into the school energy where very quickly you've observed a lot of evidence, years of evidence, of how you're not attractive, you're a ranger. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that horrible to say that? Like, I mean, thank it's goodness that now we're in a situation where, you know, ringers are loved and redeared and everyone's dying their hair red. They're, they're in. They're in. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, everybody is beautiful, but you, we've got to learn to feel it. Mm-hmm. So you didn't feel it. And then you had boys overlooking you and wanting to date your friends. Yep. And so you've stacked up a lot of years of unworthiness when it comes to males. Yep. So this little girl is very insecure. Mm-hmm. It's not you as a, how old are you, 30-something? 41. 41-year-old. 41 yeah. yeah. It's you as that three-year-old that wasn't being worshipped and adored and loved by dad mm-hmm. and mum. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the seven-year-old that was being teased for her hair colour and it wasn't the 13-year-old that wasn't getting asked to go to the movies or have their hand held or that they want to go out with you or, mm. you know, you're dropped or whatever that crazy language was back then. Yeah. All of that never happened for you. Mm. So this inner child has been fighting a raging war internally within you to please notice me, please validate me. Yeah. And so what you've done, you've met somebody beautiful And you've gone, oh, my God, this is amazing. But you've given all of your power away to him. And your sense of self-worth is coming from him. So the first sign that he's not as into you as you thought he was in your distorted thinking, Mm. you're freaking out. It all makes sense, yeah. And then what happens is that you start fighting and the self-sabotaging starts. Mm -hmm. You start... um, picking fights, you start becoming incredibly needy, then you get vindictive, manipulative, all of those things that us women do so well, which is just pure poison into a relationship. And this poor guy's shaking his head going, I don't understand this. I really love you. Yeah. Yeah. And he's kind of embarrassed that he's been caught with magazines or porn or whatever on his phone or on however, computer, whatever. Yeah. Men get embarrassed by that. Yeah. People get embarrassed by that. Yeah, Yeah, they do. The good guys, the good girls. Yeah. And part of that is that good guy, good girl thing. It is a bit of that old fashioned English upbringing that's really crap Mm. and not at all sexually connecting in any way. But for mainstream life of how we're living it, he's gone into embarrassment and shame and. At the same time, he can see how much he's hurt you and he doesn't know how to fix this. But it's not his job to fix because he's not done anything wrong. It's your job to fix. Mm. So how do you start to fix this? Well, up to this point, is this making sense, the dots we're joining? Everything, yeah. Okay, so can you see that this inner child... Now, if you just spend a moment going back to your past relationships, you will see that you've self-sabotaged 
every time you've become insecure, usually through jealousy. Mm -hmm. Would that be right? Always through jealousy. You could be walking down the street, going for a walk down the beach, and he happens to glance at this really hot chick that looks amazing in these bikinis. That, let's be honest, you probably glanced at as well because she looked amazing. Mm. But he's glanced at her, and suddenly your insecurities flare up, and that walk down the beach has now become either a raging voice of insecurity within your head or you're externally playing it out and start self-sabotaging and picking a fight or getting narky or whatever. Mm. Would that be right? Yep, exactly. Every <laughs> single time. Every time on the TV, if he, a hot chick comes on the TV, he'll make a point to come over and sit and hold my hand and, and not look. Bless and, him. Yeah, but I'm, I've, made, I've done that to you a guy. have. I've made and he shouldn't have to be like that. have to put his head down. Yeah, but he loves you and he wants to help you to feel good. Yeah. You know, when we love somebody and we see our partner or our friends, it doesn't matter who, that we deeply love. Let's go the other way around. So now you think of somebody, it doesn't even have to be him, but you see somebody you care about and you see them having a moment of low self-worth. You want them to see their value the way that you see it, don't Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to do is we try to help the other person to see what we see within them of how beautiful they are. Mm. And so that's okay that he's doing that. It's not horrible that you've made him do this. Yeah. As long as he's not feeling like he's walking on eggshells because eventually that'll run out I and he'll, he'll, he will, you know, you will push him away. Yeah. Well, no, you don't need to. You don't need to be scared of that because this is all fixable. Mm. The first thing that you're going to do is you're going to have a conversation with him about what we've just spoken about. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, this is all my insecurities. It's not you. I want you to relax. You should be able to admire beauty in men or women, you should be able to admire sexy. You should be able admire might not be the word. Observe. You can observe whatever you want in life. You can have whatever feelings you want. Mm. How you act and treat me is a different story. So he can do what he wants in his mind. Yeah. But how he treats you, and that is beautifully. He's being so respectful and compassionate and empathetic and kind. So that's amazing. That's the relationship that will continue. What you need to say is you're off the hook. This is me and I'm going to work on me and I'm going to work on healing my beautiful inner child that hasn't been validated, Mm. that hasn't been told how amazing she is, how incredibly beautiful she is, how kind, how gentle, how loving, how supportive, how dynamic, how fabulous. All of those things, yeah. she's not heard and she's seeking it from others. Mm. But who she has to hear it from is herself. Yeah. And that's you. Yeah. And so now it's time to start healing the past memories, one memory at a time. And so we go into inner child therapy here where we call in a memory and I'll give you the episode to have a listen to where I go into in greater detail how to do that. I think it's episode 21, which is the extreme art of self-love talks about lots of different things so i want you to have a listen to that episode if you've already listened to it don't care listen to it again Mm -hmm. and go through the full inner child rescue but for the purposes right now i'll give you the short version let's start with just start with a simple one for now but we need you to get into dad Mm -hmm. actually no let's go to dad can you think of a time that dad was abusive to you physically Mm -hmm. emotionally you've got one in mind Yep. yep okay all right i want you to call that memory in now first off we're going to call in your team from upstairs management whether it's your angels your archangels your spirit guides your healing guides Mm -hmm. the ascending masters the gods and goddesses of love 
happiness, self-worth, beauty. We call them all in and we ask that they be here to protect you and keep you safe. Uh And now I want you to see this beautiful little girl. How old is she? Oh, she's actually um, probably 19, 20. Is that all you want me to go back to? Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, so here's this beautiful, gorgeous 19-year-old. A bit of a rat bag. That's okay. Rat bags are good. Defiant, (laughs) spice. Sixth member of the Spice Girls. Yeah. (laughs) How many were there? I don't know how many there were. Um, And I want you to call in Dad on a soul level, okay, because we're going to talk to his higher self. We're going to call him in. And I want you as the 41-year-old, to give the words to your dad that you wish at 19 you could have done better then. And it's going to look something like, Dad, it is not okay what you did to me. You do not have permission to do this. You are... You need to be accountable for your actions. Mm-hmm. I am an amazing girl who you could be, if you chose, incredibly proud of, incredibly loving to, and I could be a wonderful partnership with you. But you've blown it. You don't get to treat me like that. You don't get to say these things. And I want you to apologise. And I want you to feel the pain that you caused me. Mm-hmm. But I want the words to come from that 19-year-old. And it can be, you fucking asshole. You know, it can be that 19-year-old defiant, horrible energy, yucky, destroying energy. Mm-hmm. But I want you to really take time for her to be saying her truth. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't speak her truth in that time, did she? She did. She she like I um got very abusive verbally to my mum and dad um, when I was young. Is that what you mean? Like in this one incident, this nineteen-year-old incident. incident. No, I didn't. I I got in my car and ran away for a couple of hours. Okay, so that yeah. was not what you wanted to do. Was say stop. You don't get to treat me like that. That is unacceptable. I will not tolerate this any longer. You do not get to behave like this. Now, you need to put a thinking cap on and go away and think about your behaviour and you can come back to me when you are coming back to me with loving energy. And until then, we are not communicating. Is that something of what you would like to have said? With the wisdom now, what do you wish had happened in that moment? Um, Oh, God, my family's so different. They're They're not like that. They're... They don't, we don't talk like that. It doesn't that. matter it's... how they talk. This is all on a, a soul level. What do you wish you could have said or done in that moment? I would have said I want my dad to die in that moment. Um, never want to see him again. Yeah, like, like you said, like what right did he have to, like he picked me up and threw me. I nearly went to a state that was sort of going up and, and I just missed it, you know, by that march. You know what he could have caused that day. See, I'm going back to this. Um, well, this is where it's all coming from, honey. Yeah, yeah. It's a collective of memories mm. that have all gathered up evidence that says you're not worthy. Yeah. Okay, and that's yeah. what we've got to prove is that you are worthy mm. and that you are beautiful and amazing. You matter, 
and that it's not okay for men to be treating you like this. Yeah. It's not okay for people to be treating you like this. Yeah. All right, so that rescue is where I want you to get to the memory just before it happened. What led to him picking you up and throwing you? Because that was the end result. But I want to get back to what started the conversation. I was a total little shit. So, you know, I deserved some sort of punishment, but not the extent of what that Okay. Did. So if you had your time again, what would you be saying to him in that moment would be, I'm angry at you. I feel that you don't love me. I feel that you favour my brother. I feel that you wish you didn't have me. I feel that you don't find me beautiful. I feel that you don't value who I am as a person. Mm. That's what you want to be saying to him. Yeah. And I say, this is what I need from you. And I'm not going to be picked up and thrown. So it's the conversation that you would have before. You give the child the voice of maturity yeah. and strength, knowing that you can say whatever you want to this person, right? So each time I think of a bad memory, I you say You speak what your I truth. Would, yeah. At the same time, what you're doing is this beautiful little girl, you're holding her in your lap. Now let's go back to a younger age. Let's go back to six years old. And you've got her in your lap and your arms are wrapped around her and you're protecting her and you're keeping her safe mm. so that she can have the voice that she never had through mm. all those times. Because being an angry, you never deserve any of that. Mm. The parenting led you to be angry yeah. and led to the behaviour that you then said, I deserve something. No, you didn't. Your anger, your your behaviour of was please notice me, I've been screaming for years to be noticed, mm. to be validated, mm. to be loved. Yeah. And I'm worthy of that and I didn't get it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that all makes sense. So Definitely. that's what the intent is behind an inner child rescue. Yep. And so there is no acceptance of, that. there's no uh, judgment on any of your behaviour mm. because it was all led to that point. All of the past memories led to that point. Mm. And they are continuing and leading to this point. Yeah. Where you're sabotaging your relationship. Definitely. And so what we've got to do is remind this girl of how amazing she is. Yeah. So the inner child rescue, one at a time. So you go through, you have the conversation, yeah. and then what you do is you then thank whoever you've called in. It might be your father, it might be your brother, it might be your mother, it might be a boy from school, it might be a best friend that was you're angry at because she was so pretty. Doesn't mm. matter. Let the little girl have her voice. Yeah. And then you send that person on their way with blessings and love and gratitude. Mm. And then you talk to her and you say, you know, you are worthy. It's not okay that somebody treated you that way. It's not okay that that boy called you a ranger. Mm. You are beautiful. Your hair is gorgeous. Mm. It's vibrant. It's fiery. It's healthy. It's stunning. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. Yeah. That love, you've got to give her. She's got to hear it from you. So it's you at 41 as well as whatever the child's age is at the time of the memory. Yeah. And you then tell her just how much you love her and that it's okay that from this point forward you are safe because you've got her back. Yeah. And each time that she starts to feel scared or feels, feels fear or feels unworthy, or feels insecure, you're going to say, it's okay to feel that. Mm -hmm. You've felt that for a long time, but I'm here with you now. It's okay. We can acknowledge that you're feeling that, mm -hmm. but we're going to let that go now because we no longer need that. It's not serving us. Yeah. 
we know that we don't need to be insecure any longer. We are safe. It sucks that that I'm doing this at 41. I wish I'd done it. Honey, I know people that are doing this at 71. Yeah, yeah. You're way ahead of the competition. (laughs) Thanks. Way ahead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll do that and I'll I'll sit down with Ben tonight and... Yeah, so basically the conversation is to let him off the hook and just say, look, I've recognised I've got some work to do on my past, I'm healing my past, Mm. and that when I get insecure, it's this memories of me as a younger person flaring up where I don't feel safe, so I've got to teach myself to feel safe. And that's going to take a little bit of time. And you feel sort of stupid talking to yourself like that as well. I've got to, you know, sitting there saying, oh, it's okay and... Well, you feel stupid to start with, but but the sooner that you actually get over that and feel instead the love, which I'm going to finish off the exercise in a minute with love, is going to actually make you feel amazing because you're never alone again. Mm. And it also is this beautiful inner child that's been ignored for so long, not just by dad and people like that, but she's been ignored by you. Mm. And it's time for you to actually love her. Yeah. And that's amazing. And once you start doing that, it's really self-empowering. Yep. There's no stupidness about it. It just feels amazing. Yeah. Every time that I feel my inner child flare up, I think, well, what's she not getting? What attention's she not been getting? And lately it's been fun. She hasn't had much fun. Mm. So I made sure I create fun because she loves fun. So she's just getting my attention because she's not living her part of life. Yeah. Sounds a bit schizophrenic, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's healthy. It works. (laughs) Yeah. So he's off the hook. Now, coming back to the inner child rescue. So once you've given her her voice and then you've reminded her and parented her in the way that she should have been parented Mm -hmm. back then or could have been, you're going to give her all the love that she's missed out on, all the validation. Okay. Then what happens is that you see her shrink down in size in your lap into your palm and then you pop her into your heart. And you have her from this point forward, it's the two of you. I've got three of me. I've got a seven-year-old who cries all the time because the world's scary and everyone hurts her her feelings. I've got a 15-year-old that will seek and destroy everything in its path before I get hurt. (laughs) And then there's me at now 54. So we have a great party. There are all sorts of things going on. Yeah. All right. Does that make sense? It does. Can you see how that is at the root of your problems? Absolutely, yeah. Any questions? No, I just thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me. That's fine. Anything that you feel we've missed on, anything that doesn't make sense, that the dots are not joined. No, it all makes sense. So you can 100% own your behaviour in this. Yeah. You can 100% let your partner off the hook. Yep. And now you can start to heal the past. With self-empowerment, of self-worth, knowing that all is fine. Yeah. I've I've gotten to this stage to a degree where I've said to myself, I know I've got a problem, I know I'm wrong, what I'm doing is horrible, um, and I'm going to stop doing it, but I just keep doing it. So I'm going to have to 
Yeah, it's a discipline. It is a discipline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, as much as I know, I know I'm about to do it, I know I'm about to do it. Yeah, and I go and I do yeah. it. Yeah, and look, if you do find yourself like I think that you can work on your conscious memories first. You can do this, but if you find you know over time that you really are struggling and you're not moving in this, mm. then that's when it's time to go and get some like kinesiology or lifeline therapy. And I'll give you some recommendations of awesome people yeah. to start getting into the subconscious mind because the fear may be too great that it's been suppressed in the subconscious and so sometimes that needs to be unlocked and it's easy to do it's not too painful I mean Mm. there's tears involved there's emotion involved but it's not too much yeah you're high functioning through this um and uh but sometimes we need some assistance from therapists that specialize in that field to help you to get into the subconscious so that you really can clear it that you may find start with this the other thing I want you to work on is your um, self-worth so it's things like writing lists of all of your beautiful positive um, qualities and reminding yourself of that see today that's that's why it's also weak today I uh, I do like as I got older you know I I cracked into my beauty beauty as well at one point I did become and I I was very desired by guys very very desired and and even today you know like i know i I can make people laugh i'm funny i know all my good points but i still go and do this stupid crap so it you know i I don't hate myself like i might have when i was younger that but i have by myself learned to okay well keep the self-worth up i do yeah uh, but it's not also about the physical you know it is keep that up that you know i am kind i'm gentle i'm loyal i'm fun i'm outgoing i'm committed i'm a doer i'm a creator i'm a nurturer i'm a lover i'm a hugger i'm a you know all those beautiful things i want you to start writing long lists yeah all right get your, your journal book out start writing lists and then at the same time um it's really important you heal this past though because it's you might feel that now at 41 that you know yes I know I'm attractive I know that I attract men you know that kind of thing oh, not not anymore but no because you've got <laughs> yeah. this beautiful partner but in the past you've you've gone through you've had your period where you have overcome your belief that you weren't physically attractive mm. which incidentally how much weight did you lose uh, I think it was it was 42 kilos or something all up, yeah. Yeah, and that was probably the start of where you then started to find yourself attractive. Yeah. I went through my little ugly... I know I shouldn't always be talking about the physical, but I went through my early stage. We've all got our triggers. Yeah, you know, high school ended and that's when I went through my beautiful stage and then things in life went bad and I just started eating, eating, and I became basically obese and then lost it again. So, Yeah. yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, I know it's not all about the physical. Um, yeah, but the body is often talking to us about, oh, there's another podcast you can listen to there. I've got many many others that I'll reference for you. Yeah. It's not all about the physical, but it doesn't matter how we get our triggers, whether they come from the physical, from the emotional, from the mental. It doesn't really matter where they come from. Yeah. They're just triggers for us to start healing our past. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's it. So it's, it's healing this little girl because this little girl doesn't feel beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and so oh, it all totally makes sense. It is hard as well to write down all this. You know, I am creative. I am this and that. When I know how horrible I've been to someone else, because I can be what you said, vindictive, manipulative, all that. And so it's hard to think of all the nice things about myself when because I because you don't feel I worthy of it because you're so seconds. horrible. Yeah, yeah, but we're all that. That's yeah. our, that's part of who we are. Mm. It's even more empowering to be able to go. I'm vindictive, manipulative. Um, arrogant opinionated judgmental yeah you know own that 
And then what we do with shadow work is that we look at stuff like, let's say, um, what was one of the words you used? Judgmental? Yeah. What do you call when you're just constantly picking on someone at everything that they've done wrong? Um, Harassing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's judging. You're judging them, aren't you? Okay, so let's use judgment as an example. Yeah. You're judging and finding fault with them. Yeah. Now, the reason we do that is to make ourselves feel superior. Mm. Because in that very moment, it's like... Okay, well, let's say when you were carrying 42 weight, uh, kilos of, of excess weight and you would look at, uh, be walking down the shops and you'd see somebody who was 100 kilos overweight and you would say, oh, thank God, I'm not that big. Have a look at that person. <laughs> you know, you've judged yeah. that person to make yourself feel better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So you're judging, you're picking on somebody else to in that moment make yourself feel better. But then feel disgusting yeah, after Yeah, disgusting that. after. Okay. Yeah. So what we do is we look at judgment and go, yes, I can be judgmental. Own it. Great, I can be. But we want to bury judgment. I don't want to be judgmental. I, want to, I don't want to be that person. But guess what? Judgment's amazing. Without judgment in the positive, you can't be the person you are either. Mm-hmm. So we start to love the fact that we can be judgmental. I can be judgmental in the positive and I can be judgmental in the negative. It's a really valuable quality that I have. I am so pleased I am judgmental. Mm. Now, what we look at is, well, why do I go into judgment of the fear? Oh, because the inner child's acting up. She's scared. What is she scared of? Name it. Where does that come from? Find the memory. Have a chat to her. That's not true. That's distorted stuff from other people from when you were a child. Yeah. Reframe it. Heal it. Move on. Yeah, that was perfect how you just worded that. That Just all hit now. Yeah. Thank you. So it's all gelled in your mind? It's all gelled in my mind. And I'm going to do it. It's going to be hard, but yeah. It's not hard. Thank you so much. It's not hard. Yeah. It seriously isn't. And the thing is that once you do one, whether it's a healing on a word like judgment or whether it's healing on a memory, you just feel so much better that that's the incentive to keep going. Yeah. Think of it as like when you were losing weight, of if you use scales or inches or whatever you use, you use a tape measure every time or you, you put the tape measure around your waist and went, oh, my gosh, that's gone in more. Think of it the, the same, same way. That. Yeah, yeah. Just clearing one memory at a time. All right. Thank you. You are welcome, no, darling. Thank you so much. My pleasure, honey. It's time for Heart Talk. To take this healing deeper is to also understand the inner child of the person who's mistreated you. So in this case, it was her father and also the children that were teasing her. When we apply the same method to them, such as looking at the child who is teasing because he or she feels less than, feels insecure and wants to feel better by really being mean to another, we start to gain compassion for the perpetrator. As we look to the father and his history and see his triggers and fears, we can start to understand why he behaved the way he did. So if you wanted to do this on your own family, you would then look at your father and look at what order is he in the children? Is he firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn? What was his mother or father like at that time? Or what do you think they might be like when they were growing up? And you start to get an idea of how these stories are passed on from generation to generation to generation. And as we gain this in understanding, as we gain this wisdom, it comes with compassion and empathy, which ultimately leads us to forgiveness. 
And I remind you that forgiveness of another, it's always the gift that we give to ourselves. Resentful thoughts, the angry words, the hostile emotion that we feel of someone who's wronged us, it's soul destroying. And so by mastering the art of forgiveness, it releases these toxic inner struggles and it frees us to be less triggered, more connected, heart-centered and feeling peaceful. It really is the ultimate gift to the self. If you received value from today's episode, I welcome your financial support to assist us in the cost of producing the show. To make a donation, please head to the lovelifeshow.com website where you can also access the past 222 episodes. If you identified with today's episode and you'd like some one-on-one coaching around today's topic, or really any topic at all, please head to my website to book in a private session. And that's janedonovan.com.au. And until next week, know deep in your core, you are enough. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.